Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've been running for longer than any other video game radio show in the world. That makes us the longest running video game radio show and possibly the world's favourite as well. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And for the next hour, we're going to be chatting about video games and things related to video games. And maybe we'll go off on tangents, but we'll always try and bring it back to games no promises how are you simon i'm doing okay thanks steve uh what about you i think i am okay as well but it's hard to tell this is the week that london has moved to tier two restrictions yeah that's i mean you know i do miss seeing you but i don't miss uh, journeying into a tier two war zone what's it like there <laughs> what's going uh, on well um from my point of view i'm still indoors I'm still barely going outside. I'm still barely seeing anyone, and it hasn't really changed anything at all. Um, I saw a tweet this week that sort of listed a lot of these terms. It was actually a tweet. It was a screenshot of a newspaper report explaining what Tier 2 restrictions were and how it would affect your support bubble and the rule of six. And the tweet just said, what do any of these words mean? (laughs) And it was so true. It It was nice just for a moment to take a step back and look at this through the eyes of, I don't know, you a year ago thinking, what what is this world we're moving into? How have we got here? And how will we leave? How will we leave? That's a big question, isn't it? Now, um, we are managing to do the show. Uh, this is, what is this, sixth or seventh week back, is it? This is week six. Um, I, did, I, I, I made you a promise last week. Uh, Steve, um, I uh, I promised that for the first time since lockdown started, there would be more than just you and I on the call. Um, I'm going to read you a WhatsApp I received at uh, 5.26 <laughs> this evening. It says, evening, sorry to do this to you, but I've come down with a horrible cold and feel like death, so can't do radio tonight. I've been staving it off, but I feel super rough now, and I need to go take a lie down. And then they put an upside down smiley face. I've had audacity. Well, it's good they added that for sincerity. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just to show it's genuine. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, that is more le- it's, it's, uh, more legit than a, um, than a doctor's note, isn't it? An upside down mm. smiley yeah. face. Um, uh, he goes on to say, "I have audacity and a nice mic sorted for whenever we can do it again." Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so. When do you think we can do it again? How long does a cold... Well, first, well, is it a cold? Exactly. Um, let's let's hope it is a cold. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, let's also hope it's the other one. <laughs> not too serious, but, you know, just so that we're not having to ramble on our own for an hour for no uh, just reason. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, he'll keep me up, up, updated. I mean, here's a uh, clue here in, as, in, as to who it, it is. My reply, mm. no worries. Get well soon, Brinners. We can aim for the same time next week, if you like. Brinners then goes on to say, yes, yes, that would be awesome. And then follows up immediately afterwards, like the same minute, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So... Why do you think? Why do you think he followed up with "I'm in"? What do you think happened in that minute? <laughs> Just some sort of clarity of the condition. Maybe yeah. his test results arrived. Right, or perhaps he thinks we're more popular than we are, and was worried about that slot going. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about about that later in the uh, later in the show. Okay. Well, did you see the email we received? I didn't. No. Okay, well, that'll go in the letters section. Okay, I look forward to that. Um, before we crack on, I just want to... Um, it's a shame that we're not actually uh, either next to each other or, or doing it with video on, because um, I've been... I've been uh, you know, I don't, I don't take complaints well, and when uh, listeners email in about the quality of the audio, I'm like, okay, it's been playing on my mind. Um, so one thing, thing... I mean, I can't do anything about the words I'm saying, uh, but what I can do is uh, hopefully do something about um, how they sound on the radio. So I've bought some new hardware. Um, following on from that snowball mic that I nicked from work, um, Amazon, it was Amazon, Happy Amazon Prime Day, wasn't it, last uh, last week? I hope, had, I hope you had a good time, Steve. I hope you had <laughs> the friends and family round. Um, they, uh, they, uh, they sold um, a, a, a Razer Kraken headset, gamer's headset uh normally 99 pounds i got it for 30 pounds uh and i was hoping uh that that would uh come with a, a marginally better microphone so um if that if that is the case thank you razor uh if i thought you sounded a bit more like a gamer well that, that that's the thing and also they are ugly um i mean <laughs> <laughs> they are bright green and massive um, and you know, and let's not forget, I'm a 48 year old man, so I look ridiculous. Um, but I'm doing it. So all for I, you. I'm wondering, are you? Uh, is it all for me though, or does this fit into your uh, X-wing squadron aesthetic? Well, that's a good question, Steve. If you, if you were, if 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 I was the sort of person who wasn't playing it in VR. Ah, of course. You can't wear course, these massive things when you've got <laughs> an Oculus Quest on as well. Then, then, then I would look ridiculous. I know. Now, just uh, you, you look fine. You look fine. <laughs> Probably. I am sure. Um, so we've got an hour of no guests coming up, nope. but we do have stuff to talk about, don't we? We've got the aforementioned letter. We'll be doing reviews. I've played a new game. Excellent. This week, I've got something to talk about there, um, and uh, we will start the show as ever, with the news. One life left. One life left. One life left. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Right, who wants to go first? Well, I would rather you went first. Um, you know when we were rambling just before the show and you said uh, that you couldn't remember what you did yesterday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking before the show, I, you know, and I have said this for a uh, couple of weeks running, only to be surprised by what has happened in that week. But literally, literally nothing happened uh, last week. I, was, um, I opened some tabs that I could just scroll through them um mm. uh, just to give you a sense of, of how nothing happened um uh, so let's start with Eurogamer their uh, news um in 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 order uh undetected destiny 2 cheat service closes after cease and desist demand from Bungie a total war saga troys sorry a total war saga troy photo mode rolls out later this week four guys wants to know what rounds you like and dislike this cryptic tweet suggests Rainbow Six Siege might be on its way to Game Pass. So that's Eurogamer. Uh, I went over to... Nothing there stands out, does, does it? it? Does it? Uh, I went to uh, VG247. Watch Dogs Legions r- runs at 4K and 30fps with ray tracing on Xbox Series X and PS5. Hot Story. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Beta extended for an extra day. Uh, and, then, and then another hot story: Rainbow Six Siege may be coming to Xbox Game Pass. It's not. Um, it's not much better over on uh, PC Gamer. 
Uh, Keanu Reeves' motorcycle company has a special bike in Cyberpunk 2077. Keanu's uh, got a motorcycle company. Apparently. That's news to me. Here's Doom running on some Minecraft sheep, short, sort of. Uh, and three LucasArts classics are coming to Xbox Game Pass. So, I mean, it'll be, it'll be headphones off to you, Steve. You've managed to do better than that. I have not oh, managed okay. Are you going to tell me that three LucasArts classics are coming that. to Xbox Game Pass? Well, similar things uh, failed to stand out to me. I'm looking at VG247.com uh, right now. See more stuff about you. The Watchdog Legion runs at 4K and 30 FPS with ray tracing on the Xbox Series X. Um, and a Fall Guys, a couple of Fall Guys stories. One about the Sonic skin that hit this week. Did you see that? I did not see that, no. It's very uh, weird. It's basically Sonic skin stra- uh, stretched over a kind of egg. It looks very <laughs> okay. odd. Um, but that led me to think about all of the. Um, the Sega uh, takeover of Steam this week. Have you seen that? I have seen that, yes. Uh, they've done a pretty decent job of um, standing out, haven't they? Yeah, so if you load up your Steam account at the moment, it says on the front page, Go Sega, 60th anniversary. Which is, that's a big number. It's not a number that most people manage to achieve in video games. When would that that take us back to 1960, wouldn't it? Yep. What's, what systems were they developing for back then? <laughs> Don't know. Maybe they were... They were just getting ready, weren't they? Just getting there. I tell you, it was the sort of days of the uh, PDP-1, I think, okay. and the uh, Space War and all of that. So maybe they were just hanging around university, seeing these huge mainframes and thinking, this is our t- this is going to be our time. We should get prepped. Uh, so you see this big thing, and then it says up to 95% off free games and more. So it's a big sale across across um, Steam for Sega stuff right now, which is not unusual, right? We see uh, often... Publishers popping up on the front page and uh, doing a sale to promote their new games. But Sega have done a couple of things, haven't they, that are interesting? I don't know if you spotted them. I did. They've been going all out uh, to promote the sale. They've been, um, well, the, the, the first thing that they did uh, uh, when the sale launched was they um, updated all the key art from all of their games that were on sale to make them look like they were retro games. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, so things like I, I mean I can't recall the formats specifically, but 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 it was like Bayonetta art as if it had come out on the SNES. Um, oh, that's nice. Or the Dreamcast, I Although, probably should say. Uh, yeah, that would be a bit yeah. weird, wouldn't it? Um, uh, yeah. So they went through and did all of that, which which uh, was a talking point. They've been giving away uh, some games for free. And they've also been uh, dusting down their archives and uh, mm. launching or giving away some stuff that they'd found in their drawers. Now, this was the uh, news story of the week, at least as far as indie gaming Twitter goes, because one of the things they'd found in their archives was a demo, wasn't it, of a attempt to reboot Golden Axe from, uh, I think, from from maybe 10 years ago or something. I, I actually don't know when it was from. Let's say around about then. Uh, produced by Sega, an Australian studio uh, that was part of Sega's empire at the time. Um, and this came from nowhere and came out to the surprise of actually the developers who had made it. So uh, one of them woke up in the morning and saw that their work that they produced in uh, what they described as crunch conditions uh, in an attempt to save the studio from closure, and was never intended for public consumption, was suddenly out there on Steam. Must be a strange, <laughs> strange feeling, wasn't <laughs> it? I mean, I would hate to—I'd hate to discover some of the work that I'd actually have had published in the past resurfaced. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's something of a sense of relief when something falls uh, falls off the store or uh, you know out of publication. Uh, so we're slightly worrying when you know old copies of Edge appear on eBay. Right. You're like, do you really want it? But as you pointed out last week, my name is not attached to any of those reviews, including Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, so, so yeah, for someone to uh, to dig out this piece of work, which was only intended as a, a pitch, essentially, to uh, to to and say, hey, here's something. And what what they'd actually done as well is they'd retitled it golden axed which is obviously a 
you know, a cute play on words to everyone else. It's a reboot of Golden Axe that never came out. It it was axed. But to the people who were literally stating that staking their livelihoods on building this thing in two weeks, to see it coming out with that title must have been yeah, not pleasant for them. I saw in more positive news they've released a mashup of Streets and Rage Streets of Rage and Yakuza. Okay. Uh today or yesterday. Um that's free to download and intended to promote the new Yakuza game, which I'm super excited about. I've decided I am all in for that. That's coming out in November. Um, But they've done that thing again, which is it's only downloadable for a certain amount of time and then it'll disappear forever. Limited releases seem to be quite hot right now. Have you bagged it then? I haven't, no. But I might... (laughs) I was about to say I'll do it right now and then I thought, oh, if I do that, it'll impinge upon our bandwidth so i will do it after the show okay. um i'm not a big fan of streets of rage so but i do like i like i was gonna say i do like yakuza i always like the concept of yakuza um it's very rare i actually get into it but i've decided i'm gonna commit i'm gonna it's gonna be my lockdown game for november going back to the um golden axe uh they um very quickly apologized to the team um Whose work they had uh, re- published? I was going to say. Did they? Yeah. Um, okay. So I haven't. I haven't seen the second half of that story. Indie Twitter quick to get angry, <laughs> very fast on retweeting the outrage, less fast on retweeting the. Apologies. Well, uh, whoever. So, yeah, whoever. Uh, whoever's idea it was to uh, put this up there as part of the sale to promote the sale clearly isn't part of the same team that was around whenever this was put put mm. together so i think there's been an awful lot of uh water under the bridge and and they obviously didn't know how it had been pulled together or um the no, ideas and behind the, the it the studio's not even any it doesn't exist anymore no I, I think it would still be a courtesy to try and work out who was behind this and reach out to them and say, hey, your work's going out there. I don't know if there are credits. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But um, they had sort of made a a thing about how how shonky it was. That was in the original store description. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they Mm. they came out quickly afterwards and said that they didn't intend to be be nasty about it. It was supposed to be as a bit of fun. But... uh, Well, it's also... It is interesting, right? Like, like if... This had been cleared by the people involved and, you know, released with a, a sort of artistic statement from them about the conditions. Like, I think everyone likes to see these things. There's so much, you know, Simon, right? Like, so much gets written off in video games, like, in development, like, so many early demos. And it's nice to see some of that stuff. Um, it's just, there was a, you know, little bit of tactlessness. Mm. Around the the way this came out, I think. I've got, have I told you this? I've got a gold. I've got a pre-production gold disc of, of the original Command and Conquer. Do I do. You? Yeah. Should we just upload upload that to the internet? <laughs> there's there's a huge community for um, who are after those sort of things. Like, is uh, that community on it... eBay? Because that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, <laughs> I think they they are, but it's best to sort of tip the hat to them first because um about a about uh six years ago when i moved into this place i found a shoebox of all kinds of games like that uh from my period at edge um you know literally you, gold you should take a shoebox with... into the office did you just so you <laughs> the stuff could fall into it <laughs> <laughs> accidentally as i just cleaned my desk uh one night no, they were they were they were um, builds of games because you know at the time you were a PR that things used to be sent out on uh, you know demo CDs that would only run on uh, what do they call debug Xboxes and the sort and these were often unfinished versions of games. Some of these would be very different or you know significantly different to the versions that were released. If you wanted to hit a print deadline, you'd have to review the game six weeks before it it came out. Uh, which is, you know, a significant difference. And even earlier, if you wanted the exclusive, which occasionally Edge had. So I had a box and still have a box of all of these things and looked into what to do with them. And then I got a bit nervous because I wasn't sure, you know, about the legality of all of this stuff. So, uh, you know, I never did anything with them. I still have that somewhere. And I imagine next time I move house, I'll go through all of this again. 
I um yeah that 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 was always a struggle. The um the time I remember as a journalist that um we looked at um pre-release software. So I was writing for a Commodore Amiga magazine called the the one, and um uh you know we were just just children really, and uh, there were two times. Uh, that we were <laughs> duped. Actually, the first was before my time, which was uh, where the magazine um, reviewed Rise of the Robots, um, a famously bad game, <laughs> which <laughs> mm. which the previous uh, staff uh, members had been seduced by one thing or another, not anything f- financially, but I think the, the uh, promise, it was shown in a very different light to the one that was published. Um, and I think it scored sort of 90% or something. But the one that happened whilst I was there was when we reviewed the Amiga version of Street Fighter 2, um, which was a, a conversion handled by US Gold, a big publisher at the time. And obviously, you know, all the all the boys upstairs on, on CMVG and Meme Machines have been playing Street Fighter for ages. Uh, and so we were quite excited as computer nerds to uh, get one of the console hits onto the uh, computer. And, um, uh, yeah, so we were given an early version of it. It was on a hard drive, uh, and we played it, and it was all fine. Uh, Of course, when the box version came, what no one had mentioned at the time was that um, each character was on their own individual floppy disk. And so (laughs) if you were setting up a two-player game, you had to load in... You know, if you what if you were changing cards and things like that, there was a several minute wait between bouts, uh, which um, unfortunately <laughs> we uh, we'd missed <laughs> on the magazine. So uh, yeah, please, I'm not involved in any of that anymore. I'm uh, I'm looking through the front page of VG twenty four seven right now. They've got another news story here about uh, Mario Kart Live players are running into trouble with their cats. Have you seen this? Well, I've seen Mario Kart Live. I've not seen the trouble with the cats. Well, you can probably imagine what it's like, right? So Mario Kart Live is the AR version of Mario Kart. It's the version where you actually physically race these cars around your uh, small <laughs> small apartment. I think we talked about this on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, we posited that this would be a more plausible game in the US, where everyone has much bigger houses. Certainly in London, it's hard to find a place with flat floors and enough room to run a circuit. Have you? I have it not yet? bought it yet, and actually, I don't think I'm going to, unless it unless really? it's very cheap. Mm. So I I think I've resisted as well that sort of impulse of uh, excitement i think i've got over it but these videos show players uh, racing their carts around and then obviously uh, cats are attracted to moving objects like that and it's like creating a new boss <laughs> enemy on your mario kart uh, circuit so that's kind of sweet i think this is i think it's one of these games that in theory is quite exciting right and i've heard that the the game is robust and really, really well developed, but fundamentally racing a car around your flat, it doesn't have that nice Mario Kart physics, right? It has real physics instead, and that is possibly a little bit less fun. So all of the excitement of racing around a, well, a course you've designed, which again, might not be the best course in what? the world, is sort of you dissing uh, my, my court design skills. Sorry, sorry, a course okay, I've designed, uh, is tempered by the lack of fun video game physics, and that's what that that sort of pragmatic realization was what made me think. Actually, I'm out for now until until, like you say, maybe it gets discounted. Seventy quid for both. That's when I'll uh, go in. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your all right? Yeah, I think maybe that's my that's my tipping point as well. But even if I do, it will go in a cupboard for most <laughs> of its life. I am sure. Is there any other news? No, that's it. I mean, obviously, part of what's happening at the moment is that no one's doing anything because there are some new consoles launching early next month. So uh, yeah. everything is being held back for that. So um, I would expect a few more weeks <laughs> of nothing happening. Um, we'll find yeah. something to say anyway. All right. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry.
we're back. Uh, all of that chat at the tail end of the news section reminded me of uh, something that happened to me when I was at Edge and with one of these very, very early copies of a game, which I've never told anyone. Before. What? Uh, I know, this is a One Life Left exclusive 15 years <laughs> after the fact. Uh, we got sent a, a video game that we were excited to review and it was very, very early. And I think it was a six-level six game. And I was the one who was reviewing it. On and it was a CD. It was in the PlayStation Two. Uh, PlayStation Two that we had for Edge would review uh, would run burnt CDs. This wasn't a shonky one. It was a deliberate Sony move, so we could play things early, play things that developers had burnt for us. And I completed level one. Thought the game was pretty good. Uh, level two, pretty good. Level three, pretty good. But then the game crashed at the end of level three. Uh, I was a bit worried about this, and it turned out it was a fatal crash bug. And, yeah, it was a thing that we were going to play all of this game. It was definitely a thing for me that I wanted to play all of every game before I reviewed it. Uh, But the print deadline was approaching pretty fast, and I couldn't get past level 3. So, here's what I did. Copied all the files, all of the PlayStation files, to my PC... Like on the disc. Uh huh. Uh huh. Saw level 001.dat, level 002.dat, level 003.dat, and then the other ones. Renamed them level 00. Copied level 004 over 001 and 005 over 002 and so on. I say and so on, there was only one other level to do. That was 006 over 003, unless... Okay. Just in case you're confused. Uh, and then burnt myself a CD, uh, and then ran it. Wow. And then reviewed it. And it worked, did it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> didn't work at all. <laughs> I just assumed the other games were good, uh, other levels were good, and uh, I gave it my score off the basis of the first three levels. Okay. Seven out of ten, of course. And, and, were, you, uh, and were you clear about that in the text? I was absolutely not clear about that at all. And if you look at the review, they're all screenshots of the uh, first three levels, augmented by some PR shots of the of the uh, of the last three. And that's been gnawing away at wow. me for fifteen years. Do, I'm glad it's. You feel better now, do you? Out there now, I feel much better. And knowing our were, knowing our listenership. Were there any uh, issues with the game when it came out? Was it had you had you uh, had you accurately judged it? I think so. Uh, certainly, there was no outcry. Uh, it, it was the perfect crime, right. uh, I guess. Was it? Was it even a crime? It was a moral crime for me. I felt. I felt immensely guilty. But I really wasn't sure what to do because there was no way they could get a updated version to us uh, because things had to be posted. Can you imagine sure. that? Uh, do you think this case is still open sense. somewhere? I mean, do you do you feel now that there's been enough time since then that you can't be prosecuted <laughs> for this? <laughs> Somewhere, somewhere on on an edge forum that I don't know exists, someone's gonna, uh, someone's gonna, it's gonna be an outcry and an investigation. What game could it have been? Well, it's a six level uh, PlayStation Two game. Mm. How many of those if were you've there? Got any theories? <laughs> please email in team at onelifeleft dot com. Alright, how many letters have we got this week, Simon? This week, uh, we have got one. Just one? Yes, I think so. Uh, Robert Wells writes, Hello team, hello SSG question mark. Sadly not, no. Um, he says, I've recently turned 40 and the self-knowledge that I have gained is that ever since I was a child, I've acquired toys and not played with them. They don't, they don't go in the canal, they don't get sold, they don't wait in case they're valuable, they just sit. And I think I don't make time to play because it doesn't feel like an achievement to play a game by myself. I think 10 hours into The Witcher, will that be anything other than failing to complete The Witcher? Sorry, if he, sing, if he sinks 10 hours into The Witcher, will that be anything other than failing to complete The Witcher? So, what should I play that would be a, a manageable achievement? What is the best game to talk about afterwards? The best game to put down with the knowledge that it is done. Pip-pip, Robert. 
That's a very good question. Really there. good mm. question. Games are so big these days. Now, I've seen that this week someone is attempting to combat that, aren't they? They are. This, uh, I, and I hope that tippy tapping was the sound of you googling it. Yeah. And I'd be interested. To, <laughs> really I'd be was. interested to know what the words were because I was like, are they? They're like ten-minute games, aren't they? So um, it's called Ten uh, MG, Ten uh, Minute Games Project, and I think it might be out now. I'm just checking. It is. Uh, you can find it on itch.io. Um, it's at itch.io. Oh, that's a horrible URL. Slash B slash 619 slash 10MG hyphen collection. But if you Google 10MG uh, collection, you'll find it. And they are games that are intended. Hello. Google just, uh, <laughs> just because someone's hacking into you. They found the, they, they said so. <laughs> just started speaking about a six-level PlayStation Two game. Like a red light has gone <laughs> off somewhere. <laughs> There'll be a knock at your door before the show's out. I tell you, I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. I tried to fix it. Just leave me alone. I'll tell you everything. Um, so it's a bundle on itch.io, uh, and it has. Uh, content from Bluish Green, Plow, Clovelt, Communist Sister, Drogon, Elliot Harriman, Far Few Giants, Salman Shuri, Stuffed Wombat, Sylvie, and Torcado. Um, you can buy 10 items for $10. The current uh, about $3,000, so I think that's what sold about 300 bundles or so. Um, yeah, and they're all games that last only 10 minutes, which is an attempt I read to um, shift the Overton window. What does shifting the Overton window mean to you? Well, I hope you're going to tell me. Because to me, I always think of... Well, exactly, Overton. yeah. What's he, what's he, what's wrong with his window? <laughs> but, it's, but it's not about that. Apparently, it's about positioning yourself um, further to the opposite side of a thing that is happening that forces that thing to move over more towards the centre, right? can you tell I've never looked this up but just got it by understanding the context where it's been okay. used so I see I see people saying you know uh, uh, that basically by being here on the political spectrum they've dragged the conversation at least further towards them which has made it more acceptable to be closer to them rather than just aiming in the centre for where you want you aim to the left which you also want you end, maybe you want to aim to the right personally aim towards the left I feel like I'm digging myself further, <laughs> further into a hole it's alright you're editing you can cut all of this bit out the point is knowing that you're not going to cut this bit out no, the point is that um, by saying all games should be 10 minutes in a universe where all games are 60 hours not all games but so many games are 60 hours that maybe you shift the conversation towards producing a world uh, where games are you know three or four hours imagine that like imagine a game that is about the length the movie should be an hour and a half and then like robert you can go in play something in an evening and emerge with that satisfaction of this thing is done i think that's a really really strong pitch um for an audience who've grown up playing video games and now don't have enough time to play video games like robert because i the game that i've started this week i'm probably about a quarter into if that at the moment and i think i'm done with it and i'm only going to leave it with a sense of dissatisfaction so i would love to walk away from something positively seven out of ten um yeah and, and uh, not only that but um i was chatting to somebody this week i forget who i don't know anything i can't remember anything anymore but um i mentioned that i've been finishing a few games recently i've seen the credits roll and um they alluded to me i hadn't really finished them because i'd not i'd not got got all the achievements or collected all the trophies or what have you i'm like Do you know what i just i have never been that person but you know actually the introduction of those which i guess was intended to allow people to get more out of their games if they wanted to is just change the way that people think about them so much that even finishing a game isn't enough these days mm. and i wonder whether robert's solution and could be the same as my solution which is in these massive games like the witcher which i know you got all the I did finish it and the dlc Hundred percent platinum. Um, I my personal solution is to go into these worlds and find 
a story for myself which I which has a beginning middle and end so I think I mentioned No Man's Sky before but you know I've, I've played I've, I've started and finished that a few times myself but I've finished it on my terms so I've written my story like the last time I've just found a nice planet and set up camp there and built a nice house and a nice place to live and then I was like yeah I feel kind of done with this um, the first time through I played it on hardcore mode and ended dying on a barren wasteland a sort of uh, ice planet in the middle of nowhere uh, just sheltering in a cave and that was the end and it was at the beginning and an end i didn't feel the need to go back in um there are points in games i think where you can walk away uh i think i've actually genuinely reached this in in the game that i will talk about later in the reviews and that helps me it's a threat to game developers who want people to play their games to the end but to those of us who have limited amount of time it's almost a relief you just go yeah cool i'm done with it i'm happy uh that doesn't answer robert's question <laughs> which is like what are the games what are short games that you can you can have a satisfying experience with i really enjoyed playing frog detective uh, and frog detective sequel which were an hour and a half each, I guess. Very, very simple, but just a nice, pleasant world, and I got to leave them going, yeah, I'm done. Um, that's my sweet spot, really, like two hours, and that's quite, that's massively short, isn't it? It's it's the Steam re- refund. Exactly, time, yep. Is why we need to shift the Overton window. Or the Steam refund window up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, down. Which is the, down. Uh, down, 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 um, down. You mentioned we were going to find out something else during the letters section, uh, and it's it's of not course. it's not in my yeah. inbox. So I had a really really exciting uh, email today. As I was walking around the park uh, this afternoon with my daughter, and my partner, I had one to the one life left email uh, address uh, from Carlos, and you know how you can see a limited preview window of the subject line of an email yeah so you you don't if if the subject line is very very long when you pick up your phone you've got an email you'll just see the first seven or so words right so this came in it's from carlos and it said one life left's podcast is ranking very well (laughs) and then it said dot 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 right Uh, so I was quite excited but obviously I was spending this family time I was like well now's not the time to uh, look at look at this uh, look at this email now is actually the time to wander around Regent's Park uh, looking at the Freeze Art Fair uh, Freeze Art stuff there Um, indeed currently looking at a collection of uh, severed animal heads with my uh, 18 month old daughter so I'll look at this email later and uh, you know, snuck a look on the tube back. <laughs> so uh, what I saw was One Life Left's podcast is ranking very well. <laughs> the full subject line is this. One Life Left's podcast is ranking very well in Mongolia. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> hello. Hello. How's it going? Asks asks Carlos. I don't think he means that. Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, One Life Left's podcast, has good performance in some rankings, brackets, last 30 days. Do you want to know what those rankings are, son? Position six in the category video games, brackets, Mongolia. (laughs) Who are the top five then in Mongolia? It'll be Guy Cocker, won't it? Position 18 in the category video games, brackets, Ecuador. <laughs> okay. Position position 19 in the category video games, brackets, Egypt. Position 21 in the category leisure, brackets, Fair Mongolia. enough. And finally, position 70 in the category leisure, brackets, Egypt. So we are... <laughs> We are doing doing the numbers in Egypt, Mongolia, and Ecuador. Thank yeah, you thank so you. much. If you are, thank you for considering us leisure when it's our work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's very hard work for you as well. Thank you so much for listening to us in those regions. Really looking forward to our update from Carlos <laughs> next week as well. 
Uh, if you want to keep up with everything that's going on in your podcast, you can try it on podstatus.com, he says. Happy podcasting. Well, you yeah, made it done. Thanks, podcast. Carlos. Do we think this, this could become a feature? Every week we could get the old <laughs> Top of the Pops theme music and get Carlos on to go... We should do, shouldn't we? <laughs> Shall do I write to him, actually. And ask him if he wants to, if he wants to uh, update yeah. us every week. All right, okay, we'll good. That. I tell you what, you're going to get his guest. Yeah, brilliantly. I'm going to write back to Carlos. And, uh, well, that's going to be a heck of a show. That's going to... Okay, good. Uh, if you want to write to us, or if you are one of our many uh, Mongolian, Ecuadorian or Egyptian listeners, uh, please please write to us. Team at, at onelifeleft.com listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. That was a piece of music chosen by Simon Byron. Hello. Uh, it was good, wasn't it? <laughs> it was good. It was probably from chipmusic.org, which is where we get our music. Well, I, can t- I, I, I can tell you it, it definitely is. Okay, definitely is from there. 
you should go and check them out and check out the artist as well. The artist's name and the name of that track will be in the podcast notes. So if you have not uh, seen that yet, please go to www.onelifeleft.com. Uh, from wherever you are in the world, don't worry. It doesn't matter. Uh, it all helps us and it helps our new friend, Carlos, as well. <laughs> Before we uh, crack on with the, the review, Steve, I was going to uh, mention, did you see all the furore about um, Apple's new phone uh, that was announced? It's uh, smaller, isn't week? it? Well, apparently so, but um, I was reading some of the some of the uh, reaction from the tech journalists about the uh, specifics of this uh, phone. And um, if there were any more... Uh, accurate examples of uh first world problems i i think um i have yet to hear them the uh, two big things that i saw that uh, everyone was furious about was oh my god i can't believe that it doesn't have a 120 hertz screen refresh <laughs> i'm moving to android <laughs> somebody said, really you would switch digital ecosystems because you don't have 120 hertz so refresh right I don't know. It's 117. Uh, yeah. Lost a few hertz there. And then someone said, oh, I can't believe they've ditched the wireless charging. So I need to use both hands to get the charge around. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with the other hand? That's <laughs> too important to unplug it. I'm going to Android. <laughs> I am I am pleased though that um that Apple are trying to shift the Overton window on phone sizes. Because <laughs> uh, they are too big, aren't they? Are they? I, I don't know. So. What uh, uh, yeah, uh, six inches suits me, Steve. I don't know how big an iPhone is. I'm I'm Android. <laughs> yeah, <me laughs> I have to use both my hands to hold my hold, plug my charger in. Is it time for reviews? It is. All right, what have you been playing this week? Well, I have continued to play Dishonored, uh, which I just started when we spoke last week. And uh, I'd said that this was the second or third time that I'd tried to get into it, um, having previously not managed to get past the opening section. I'm very, very, very near the end now. Uh, In fact, um, yeah, there is a chance that uh, I'm just waiting for the ending to play out. Uh, it's fantastic. What a fantastic! I, mean, I know, I, I know this, this is news to nobody, um, but uh, it's um, it's just a beautiful, fast-paced, unfussy stealth game. Well, I'm 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 playing it in an unfussy way, uh, where um, you know it's it's pretty. Um, so uh, you are uh, Corvo, uh, who was uh, the protector of the. the I was. Yeah, the queen or something she got killed early on you get um imprisoned for doing that and then you get broken out by a bunch of helpers uh and then it's all about exacting your revenge um in this beautiful uh city um that is apparently modeled uh in some way on edinburgh um and somewhere else i was reading about but it's a it's a it's a beautiful looking um town uh, that you visit um, populated with guards and uh, unsavory characters and uh, yeah, it's it's an adventure game so there's a story which I'll skirt around but you can approach it however you like um, I've been reading that some people have been have finished the game without killing anybody I've been killing everybody because uh, it's just easy it's just easier <laughs> um, that way and uh, I've got some perks now that make it even easier actually so I'm sort of less worried about bodies being found because they're disappearing oh, that's good time, sa- time been... saving murder perks yeah um, but uh, the world reacts to your violence or chaos as they describe it and um, it changes some of the stuff that's going on and apparently uh, completely impacts the ending as well. So, um, yeah, something's just... I'm very, very near the end. And, uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a pretty dark ending for me. Um, but, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think uh, I think I'm I'm eight hours in, you know, so that's on and off uh, evenings during a week. Perfect length for that sort of game. So, well, um, so I've got a question about that. You say hmm. that you may just about 
just be about to trigger the I think so. Ending, I think so, right? yeah. But you don't know. So it don't could know. be another hour. And yeah. what are you waiting for? Is it literally like another murder or is it like going around a corner or something like that? I've done all the murdering that I came in to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you may... We're just wrapping things up now. Right, okay. So I think that's the fundamental problem with with these games is that every other piece of media kind of builds towards an expected climax, right? You are anticipating the end of a movie because you know how long it is, roughly. And the same is true of a book. You basically have that. You, you're aware of how close you are getting to the end of the book and that creates this anticipation. But with a, a game, I mean, I, I'm sure I talked about this on the show when I was playing Inside, that I got closer and closer to the end and every without wanting to spoil how that game ends I I was aware that I was in what I thought was the end section but I wasn't sure whether this was going to be another hour or another five minutes as it was I ended up going to bed like because I was just fed up the next day I booted up the thing and it was like oh right I was literally one door away from the <laughs> cutscene right the the final cutscene I I don't know should games show that you are approaching progress games? bar be, yeah some kind of accessible right you are in you know, you're in the final chapter, and therefore uh... sometimes that 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 will happen in some of the bigger action games when it will say you're about to begin something that you won't be able to mm. uh, go back to the hub world, so you sort of know mm. then. I think the games for me that have done it best have been the ones that have built it into the game mechanic themselves. You look at something like Until Dawn, which is literally it counts down until dawn, and so you, <laughs> and so you know how many chapters you've got to go, yeah. um, or, or something like. Celeste, where you're ascending a mountain and you know mm. whether you're at the summit or not. And so, yeah, I um, I really do enjoy those games that are able to weave that sort of thing into it. Hold on, but, do you like Celeste? Uh, I got I got right to the top of the mountain and, and, and then it got very, very tough for oh. me. So um, I didn't finish it, but I got to just below the summit, I think. Okay, good. And it was good to know that I was bowing out then, even though it was in touching distance of the... Well, uh, yeah, you wrote your own story inside that game. It was the, one of the exactly. slightly exhausted man who gets near the top and says, yes. Yeah, that's, that's enough, enough for me. Uh, but yes, uh, 7 out of 10 for Dishonored. I have been playing Torchlight 3. Have you now? So I've had this in store for a while. I remember liking Torchlight a long time ago. And I was quite excited to see there was a version in early access. Uh, maybe four or five months ago, installed it and then noticed that the version in early access did not have single player. They were saving that for the full release. Mm. Um, So I didn't play it. And then this week I noticed it on the front page of Steam and it said, version one is here, you can play it in single player. So I started to play it. And it is like Torchlight is. So it is... um, a RPG which is focused on collecting loot. It's a bright and colourful universe where you kill goblins and kind of almost borderline pastiches of uh, that sort of Lord of the Rings D&D universe. Uh, it is it is not a, a comedy game, it is not a parody game, but it is aware of the tropes and certainly it doesn't take itself very, very seriously. And it's bright and colourful. And every time you kill something, well, not every time, but most of the time, it will drop some loot. And you collect this loot, and I would say about 50% of your time is spent murdering stuff, and then most of your... more Sorry, the other 50% of your time is spent sorting through the loot and deciding whether 3.7% fire resistance is better than 2.7% poison damage... And then taking your skill points and attributing them through a, you know, oh, I'll put that here and I'll get a little bit extra on this. And then occasionally, this is the draw, finding a piece of kit that is really, really powerful and momentarily, so momentarily for the next hour or so, breaks the game and makes it really, really easy to kill everything. And you're like, ha ha, oh, the developer never wanted this to happen. I'm killing everything really, really quickly and slowly that piece of equipment gets more and more outdated. You level up, the monsters level up, the piece of equipment that you had that was making you so overpowered becomes a little bit less and then less and then less and then you have to replace it. And then things are normal and grindy and grindy and grindy until something else drops. And yeah, it's 
it's good. It is what I wanted when I downloaded Torchlight 3. I am seeing behind the curtain a little bit too much, I think. If you submit to this entirely as your lockdown game and you're like, great, I don't want to think about how this works, I get it, then you will be in, and I'm sure it is, uh, you know, a comp- competent implementation of this of that mechanic that I've just described. For me, I've just sort of cleared the first... Well, you can see there are three maps, and I've just cleared the first of the three maps. I imagine that means I'm... Uh, maybe about quarter quarter of the way in, or or a bit 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 less than that, because things are going to get more difficult. And I'm enjoying it, but I am aware that everything I am doing is pointless, because the excitement of finding something good will soon be replaced <laughs> by the disappointment of that thing being less and less good. And it is very grindy. The bosses are so far not particularly challenging, but they are a good. 10 minutes of holding down the fire button and moving around until the boss eventually drops. And it is exciting when the boss chest chests open and there's loot there and you see, oh, this is a little bit better, this is a little bit better. There are some weird bugs and, and glitches in it. There's an especially comedic one right now where dead bodies on the floor just kind of rotate and follow you, which is creepy and comic. And it all does feel a little bit rough around the edges. Um... But it is what it is. It, one interesting thing is that my partner watched me sort of playing it. It's a very, very good game to have on in the background because you don't really need to pay much attention to it. It's that easy. It's just waiting for stuff to drop. And uh, she was like, this looks like the sort of game she remembers. Sort of, It looks like a game she recognises as a video game. And it is that. It's very, very old school but basically enjoyable if that's what you want. If you like that sort of thing, <laughs> you'll like this. 7 out of 10. Well done. Good. Uh, yeah, not for me, I would say, but um, I'm pleased that you are enjoying it, if that's what you well, want. Well, I'm done. I, I think I've beaten that area. I'm now in one of those points that we talked about right earlier where you can basically just say, yeah, I've I've beaten a chunk of the game. It's now sort of winding down to give me a run at a new island. And a new, uh, you know, a new sort of location to understand. And I'm like, do I really want to go through that? I, I, I think I understand the mechanics, and I'll probably move on to something. I might go back to um, Hades, which has some of the same sort of thing in it, but I think the combat mechanics are just a bit more satisfying and a bit more sophisticated. We'll see next week, I guess, <laughs> where I am. Well, it's going to be a heck of a show next week. We've got Brindley on. We've got Brindley. Carlos on. And we've got an update. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not promising, Carlos. I'm saying I'll write to him and say, thanks so much. Keep us updated. If you want to come on the show next week, uh, let us know. Good. Good. Well, All right. Um, thank you, Simon. That was super fun, as always. Nice to talk to you. Not... Nice to talk to you as well. Thanks for so having really us. Get to see you no. in your headset. Uh, but um, you did a great job of describing it to our listeners, and especially our listeners on uh, Resonance. Good. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you uh, next week. But until then... Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.